all the things that you've taught me about social media and live videos and all of those things have really made my numbers manageable and continue going. Yeah. Welcome to the Booster Boutique Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Benson, corporate merchant turned boutique owner turned consultant. I want you to start, grow, and scale your boutique business right here with me. If you're ready to master your mindset, margins, and marketing, you're in the right place. Hey there, it's Emily. Welcome back to the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I'm very excited for you to be here for another great conversation with a client Today, we're talking to Leaf Shea, who owns Leaf Boutique, which is in Mansfield, Massachusetts. She has basically been in retail and fashion since she was a kid. She grew up in her mom's store and opened a store and then opened another store. You guys, Leaf has done a lot of things. (laughs) She knows a lot of things, and she has ridden the waves of having a boutique for so many years that it's really fun to listen to how she shifted. So if you're someone who has been in a brick and mortar for a long time, I mean, honestly, even if it's five years and you're thinking, wow, I really need to get online or I feel like I might have missed my chance to get online, I'm here to tell you and Leaf is here to show you that it is never too late for you to start showing up on social media, learning how to do all this tech stuff, and really making money from it. We worked in my mastermind together in 2020 during craziness, and Leaf stepped up her game. We're going to talk about that in this episode, but I just want you to listen in if you're struggling showing up on Facebook Live or showing up just more on social media. I want you to listen to Leaf's story because I think what she's going to provide for you is a perspective that maybe you can say, well, all right, if Leaf can do it, I can do it too. Like video is not fun, but I'm going to go like Leaf Boutique on Facebook and I'm going to watch Leaf go live and know from this interview that she is, this is hard for her. And I'm going to take that information with me And I'm going to see how that transforms myself, my perspective, and how I show up in my boutique. So listen, keep listening. I want you to hear this conversation with Leaf. She is incredible. She's really just a very kind and positive person, someone that you want to shop with. And so she is so good at being in store with her people, but showing up for them online was not the easiest thing. So she's going to tell her story. She's going to give you some tips and tricks and perspective. So I would love for you to keep listening to my conversation with Leaf Shay. Yeah. So my mom opened an antique jewelry store like 35 years ago. Wow. Yeah. And she had the business. Um, She sold it maybe about 10 years ago now or eight years ago, but she, you know, the business has been in existence for like 35 years. That's incredible. And on Martha's Vineyard, which is a tiny, tiny place. Yeah. You know, she would be open seasonally, obviously. And then, and then she would actually, you know, when she first started, she would wholesale antique jewelry in New York City. And 
she just bought and sold jewelry basically all year round, but then her store grew and grew and grew until she was able to be on Main Street in Agritown, which is like an awesome location. That's amazing. Yeah. Yep. And then um, I was living in California when I was like 25 and she offered, she said, oh, you know, I wasn't liking what I was doing out there. I was in the, um, I was working at Universal Pictures for a writer and it was actually a great job, but I just didn't like the environment or the people really. And um, I ended up accepting her offer to go into business together. Wow. That's kind of amazing. Yeah. So we, um, we opened a store in Brookline in Coolidge Corner. And I ran that store from the time I was 25 until I moved it to Mansfield like two and a half years ago. Wow. And so just for anyone listening, Brookline is basically a suburb of Boston or is it considered part of Boston? No, it's a sub. It's definitely a suburb. Okay. Okay. It's yep. very close to Boston though. And it's yeah. where, yeah. um, it's very residential, but you were right in a main area. And so when you had the store in Brookline, the yep. store in, on Martha's Vineyard also existed. So you guys yep. were kind of doing both. Yep. Yep. So we had the two stores and it was actually awesome because Brookline was more of a, you know, season seasonal business but the opposite so we had more right. christmas you know holiday winter business and you know and then, then everybody went from brookline slash boston down to the vineyard for the summer so it was nice because like during my slow times she was doing really well so we could support each other and and you know also fluctuate inventory back and forth which was very helpful yeah, yeah that's kind of cool actually i mean did you feel like, like, was that kind of the plan going into it? Or were you and your mom just like, okay, where's a good spot to open a second location? Like how did Brookline become the, the place? It was just, you know, my mother lived, she grew up in Needham, which is a, okay. town, a couple towns over. So, you know, we knew that it was an affluent neighborhood, Coolidge Corners, very affluent. You know, we wanted to be somewhere that would be busy and a main street, but in like a small town. So you kind of set out knowing, okay, this is going to be the next location. And how was, I mean, Brookline was a good location for you? It was a great location. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, like before the recession, I guess when, I don't even remember. Like 2008 recession? Um, I guess so. You know, it's been... (laughs) I just had my 25th year anniversary, so it's kind of a blur. Um, yeah, I mean, you've been in retail, we were saying, like, pretty much your whole life. Yes, yes. Yes, so with your I mom, and married, then yeah. you, and yeah, it's right. kind of amazing. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, I worked for her in the summers, through high school, through through summers and college, so I had a lot of retail experience from working for her. yeah. Yeah. So opening it was actually really not like a big deal, even though I was only 25 and a lot of people thought I was crazy, but it was awesome. The business did very, very well. I mean, at that point I was selling high-end jewelry. So I was selling very expensive pieces anywhere from lower end up through multi thousand dollar pieces. Wow. So So like hundred dollars to like $5,000. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And most of it was probably fine. It's mostly fine jewelry. 
Um, it well, it was at that point. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. I mean, you know, a lot has changed over the years and in terms of what people's interests are, you know, antique jewelry is really not in fashion like it used to be. Yeah. Um, I rebranded maybe 12 years ago, something okay. like that. So I just started carrying more and more clothing. It was um, also out of necessity, just kind of, you know, I'm good at rolling with the time. So it's you like, are. you are, being, you know, not being stuck with what you think your business should be, but just sort of like, adapting to what's going on in the world, really, you know, I mean, clothing be, is a necessity and jewelry is a luxury. So yeah. Yeah. I started heading toward um, the necessities, which is primarily what I sell now is clothing. So it's kind of flip-flopped. Which is kind of crazy because honestly, I mean, jewelry was like your thing. That's what you yep. knew. That's what you grew up on. Was yep. it was it a difficult transition to move into clothes or did you feel like you knew your clients who were already coming in and, you know, could kind of offer this other service to them, this other product? Right, right. Yeah. Well, I started small. Okay. Um, just started small, having a few racks um, and it grew and grew and grew just so funny. It's like, if you hit on like the one hot thing, like I, I started selling Nick and Nora pajamas, which back when I was selling them and it, the internet also just started right when I was selling these pajamas. So they became like a super hot item. And I started like the, you know, like one of the first websites for e-commerce, it just took off. Like I sold thousands of pajamas and um, I don't know if you remember the show, Allie McBeal. Yes, of course they do. Yeah. They were like these cloud print pajamas and Allie McBeal wore them. And the Allie McBeal fan club in Japan would order them from me like 500 at a time. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. So I just imagine all of the Allie McBeal fan club members in Japan wearing cloud pajamas from me. <laughs> that, those are like the wacky stories that you get to hear wacky. from people that have been in the business for so long and like you know when I started even in New York with you know working for people who had been in the retail industry also their whole lives or their whole adult lives you yep. just hear these stories where you're like that is not I don't believe that you know but like you yeah. have to believe it because it's the truth like right. some of the wackiest things can happen I mean Allie McBeal fan club in Japan. How crazy. It's crazy. Totally random. <laughs> and, you know, I, I didn't know how to like ship huge orders like that. And I would like physically take them, like carry like these gigantic, like three by three foot heavy boxes to the post office. Just like, you know, because it was like, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was getting it there. Yeah. It yeah. worked. It, it worked. worked. Yeah. You just do, do what works basically. It doesn't have to be perfect. One of the things that I appreciate so much about you is you have, like you said, you pivot so well and you're positive through your pivoting. Like, I feel like generally you're like, okay, like I'm just going to figure this out. Like, yeah, do you yeah. feel like that's just because you've been doing this for so long or are you naturally like that in your life? Is that just how you are or is that sort of yeah. been trained into you? <laughs> No, I think that's just kind of how I am. I don't take anything too super seriously. I mean, I obviously I take my business very seriously and my family very seriously, but you know, the things that are not in your control, you just have to deal with. You just adapt and 
make the most of the, you know, the best out of the situation. I think that's just the way I've always, you know, I grew up, you know, we didn't have a ton of money. It was like, we just did what we had to do and, and we succeeded. We're we're just like self-motivated. It's a very self-motivated family. My mother was a single parent, only child. So it was really the two of us kind of like against the world, I would say. I love, and on Martha's Vineyard. Yes. Which, and you would think that it's like, you know, obviously it's a a destination for very wealthy people, but we were sort of on the other side of that, you know, being like the year rounders and the Islanders. I mean, I was born and raised there. My dad was born and raised there. Just real Island people. Which I think, you know, also not only being an Island person, but also being from New England, Massachusetts. I mean, there's just this sort of like, just do it, like figure it out. Like it might be hard, but like you just keep going. You just do it. Yeah. 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 Like, you know what, if you're stuck in a snowstorm, you got to figure out how the hell you're going to get to your destination. (laughs) Right. I mean, it is a hardy group. It's a hardy. I will, I will agree because, you know, I have a, my brother-in-law moved from North Carolina. He, he's now in Boston with my sister Mm -hmm. and sometimes it will snow and he'll be like, Oh, North Carolina would shut down with this amount of snow. And you guys are all just going about your day, you know, like nothing ever happened. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, it is, I think we learned to persevere with hard weather conditions. So tell me a little bit about making the big move. Cause I mean, you're still, and this, we've talked about this a lot, you know, you and I, but Mm -hmm. moving from Brookline, which was doing really well. And then moving to like really a suburb about 40 minutes away from Brooklyn, yeah, 30 yeah, minutes away yeah. out to Mansfield. First, let's talk through like, what made you want to do that change? Cause I know there's a lot of people who are like, oh my gosh, I want to move my boutique or I need to move my boutique. How am I going to handle that? What was that like for you? I had been commuting. There's no good way to get from my house to Brookline. No. So it was always at least, you know, anywhere from an hour drive to two hours getting to work. It was just horrible raising children, basically. It's like, you know, because once you're up there and say the school calls, it's like, there's no, there's no quick way to get home. So I had just decided after, um, after doing it for 23 years, you know, I commuted for 23 years. That was long enough. And, and I was like, you know, if if I'm going to continue doing this, then I'm going to move my business Mm -hmm. to my hometown my current hometown. And really the, the big choice was, um, you know, do I want to continue leasing? You know, I added up the amount of money that I had paid my landlord in Brookline. (laughs) Gosh, was that (laughs) terrifying when you did that? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, that number, and I was like, you know, I just want to find a small building to purchase. So that was a, um, that was kind of a deal breaker because, you know, I'm not going to be, you know, I can always, now that I own the building that I'm in, you know, I'll always have that equity coming in from, I have a tenant upstairs. So it was, it was also, you know, an investment for my family, the move. Um, it was more than just moving my business down here and renting. It was also purchasing the building. I mean, it's a very small, modest building, um, but it's also a lot easier to um, invest your time and energy into something that you own. 
Absolutely. Well, and honestly, like taking what you've made from your business and investing it into an asset. I mean, that's just like good. It's just a good business decision. It's a good investment choice. So, and, and I've been to your building. It's really lovely. It's workable for so many different kinds of business, you know, like if next year you're like, oh, okay, I'm done. You know, like you can easily rent out easily. your store space, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I think in terms of your location, the building, you know, you're next to the post office, which I think most people would die for who are shipping, exactly. <laughs> shipping out things, right? Like you made a good choice too in where you purchase. So I think that yes. was- And it took a long, it take, you know, it took me a long time. You know, it took me- you know, years of thinking about it and then, you know, really looking and just really looking at location. And because there is like a small downtown, but the small downtown in my hometown is not, it's not like a busy bustling area. Right. Right. Um, You know, because like a lot of places, there's the, like the little outdoor mall that they've popped up called Mansfield Crossing. And that's where- you know, there's like L.L. Bean and, um, you know, like Francesca's and those places, you know, but the rent there is like $5,000 a month or $6,000 a month. And it's it's just so crazy to me to spend that kind of money. Um, For me personally, I think it would just be so stressful that it was worth it for me to open up you know, I call it like the, there's like a little trifecta, you know, I'm right next to the post office, CVS, and there's like a Starbucks right down the street. So, so you know, there's like three landmarks that people are always at, you know, when people are in line at the CVS near me, it's like, they're literally in, there's like, there's always a long line and they're looking directly at my building. I love that. Well, and your ideal customer, it's funny because when you say the names of those places, Mm -hmm. even in like COVID times, I was still going to CVS. I was still doing a little Starbucks drive-thru and hundred percent, I was still needing to go to the post office. So, I mean, you really have purchased a location that is, you know, might not be like you said, typical for like a like a proper downtown or in a, in a plaza or something, you know, you are a standalone building, but you have great parking right out front. You're right on a main road. Like your signage is really visible on the main road. I mean, there's a lot of benefits. I think that it's clear that you really thought out where you wanted to be and what you wanted because your location isn't like cookie cutter typical, but it really works for where you are. It, you know, it's become a destination, you know, you have to drive there. That was a big sort of, you know, a, just difficult for me to wrap my mind around because in Brookline, it was right on a walking street Yeah. and everybody walked in Brookline. Yeah. No one has uh, cars. I mean, like, I feel like in the yeah. city, you just don't need a car. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like getting people, you know, I guess the main challenge is getting people to drive and pull in and creating it or making it a destination. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I mean, if you're slowly driving out of the post office or CVS, you can just turn right in there for a quick second and see what's going on. It's like, you know, you can't miss it basically. Yeah, you really can't. And I mean, it's interesting because even just looking at your numbers and knowing about your business because of mastermind, like it's mm-hmm. interesting because 
I feel like oftentimes we get on the phone and I'm like, you're doing great. Like, wow. Okay. Things are going great. And you, you, because you've been doing this for so long, right. You're sort of in this headspace where you're like, what the hell, Emily? Like I've seen numbers way bigger than this, you know, or, you know, things have been very different. You know, the move to somewhere completely different, how has that sort of challenged you? Um, you know, the challenge is that I, I just, I can't really compare it really in any way to what my numbers were in Brookline because, you know, my expenses are totally different, right? Much, much, much less. My payroll is much less because I can be there more. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, like I had to have a full-time manager in Brookline, um, and now I don't at all. So you know, even though my numbers are, you know, they're significantly lower than Brookline, but when you add in all of the, the parts of the equation and the quality of life, really, it's, for me, it's really about quality of life. You know, I'm five minutes from my house and my kids and the schools, and that's a lot more valuable than making a little bit more money, I guess, in Brookline. Yeah. Although you can't even really say that because I'm also investing in a building. So right. you know I mean, like there's just, there's no real comparison, I guess. Right. Well, and listen, I think it's interesting because so many new boutique owners see people that are making millions. They're just kind of in a different realm, you know? Right. And I'm kind of lately I've been in the world and I think this is for myself and my own business where there's definitely a level where like, I'm happy the bills are paid and I have free time and I don't need like a multi-million dollar business. Like, and and, you know, most people would say like, well, what do you mean? Like, that's crazy. Why wouldn't you want more? And you know, it's like, you have to decide what's enough for you too. Right. 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 That's not who I am anyways. You know, if I was like, if I only wanted to make a lot of money, I would have stayed in Los Angeles and <laughs> working for, you know, a bunch of people I didn't like. Right, right, you right. Know? You know, I just, that's just not who I am. Quality of life for me is, is really the most important. I think, you know, being a small business owner, I think that's the case for a lot of people, you know, where you can make your own schedule. Thankfully, my husband does have a regular job and a regular income. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I think for you looking at your business as, as part of your lifestyle is really like what you're talking about. You know, you're saying, okay, it's not my end all be all because I have kids who need me exactly, and I have chickens in my backyard (laughs) who need me. (laughs) Um, But no, I mean, you, you're a great example of someone who is doing really well with what, with the big changes you've made truly, because moving from Brooklyn, I mean, you basically moved from Boston to like two tiers away, I would say a suburb of Boston. Like you're not in a rural spot, but you're certainly not like a suburb of Boston. I think I'm crazy. You know, they're like, why, you know, why would you do, why would you move to Mansfield? (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, Mansfield's kind of in the middle. I mean, it's not in the middle of nowhere, but it's, kind of is like you know compared to where it was yeah 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 exactly yeah Yeah. although you know it's not like a total I wouldn't open a store in like a a real like I mean there is there is a lot of stuff going on in Mansfield yeah 
You know what right. I mean? Like I, you know, there's definitely, I wouldn't encourage people to just <laughs> go willy nilly into like one, a tiny town that doesn't have much going on. You know, I had this, Mansfield is actually a huge town with um, a lot of families and the real estate, you can't even buy a house here. It's, it's the houses go instantly. So, you know, there are reasons why. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean, I'm not, you know, because the investment, I put a lot, you know, I put a lot of time and money into the purchase of the building and moving the business and it has worked out well. And, you know, my numbers were doing great going up, you know, of course, when COVID hit, that's another example of sort of like rolling with the punches. <laughs> right. right. Oh, you know, because, you know, but I've been doing this for so long that it's like, you know, I know that there's nothing I can do about that, you know, except for all the things that you've taught me, all the things that you've taught me about social media and live videos and all of those things have really made my numbers manageable and continue going. Yeah. Well, and I think for you, you know, like I see people of all different that sell in all different ways, let's say that. And you are like a hardcore in-store person. You're yeah. like, I want someone to come in the store. I want to have that experience with them. That is what I thrive on. So for you, right. moving to social media during COVID was like a really big deal for you. Yes. Yes. A really it's big deal. Good. And I don't want to like diminish the fact that like it was a huge hurdle for you to overcome and it worked because you showed up. Right. Right. Well, yeah, I did. I had to, you know, I literally had to force myself to do it. And I still, I still have to force myself to I do I know it. you hate video. It cracks me up because you're, you, once you show up, you do such a good job. You're so cute. Like you always look so good in the clothes. And I feel like you resist it because you're like, I just don't want to. Well, you know, it's, I think I just come from a different, I hate to say it, but it's almost like I'm from a different generation. I mean, I get it. You no, know, I, I just it. turned 50. You know, I've been doing it in, you know, in person, the experience for in-person boutique shopping for me is really, that's my strength. And I feel like that's what it's all about for people. You know, they come in and they leave happier than when they came in. Yeah. You know, whether or not they bought something or not, you know, it is like, I, I definitely, I really am like a retail therapist. <laughs> truly, truly. That's the word that popped in my head. Yeah. You know, it's hard to do retail therapy, you know, over video. Right. Um, totally. But I'm doing my best. You are. And listen, I think the numbers show it. I mean, you multiple mm -hmm. months, like right when COVID started, you yep. did like at least 50 to 65% of what you would normally do in store with your online store, which yeah, yeah no, was definitely. like, I mean, you went zero to 60 with online, which I, you had the store, you had the online store, but it was just, you kind of had it because you thought you needed to. It was not a, definitely like not a vehicle for money-making. No, it was more like an informational tool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And social media also, you know, I was like, I wasn't, doing hardly anything. I mean, I had a Facebook page and I have Instagram, you know, but not active. Um, and people comment all the time in town, just how much they love videos. And like, they're, they're just like, wow, you really stepped it up. You know, you really, your social media is awesome. And, you know, I just had this woman come in 
on Sunday. I was not there, but she was married to one of the Patriots. Not pre- he's not a Patriot any longer, but yeah, um, they're really big into fundraising for um, families who have cancer, you know, somebody in, a, um, in helping support them financially. So they do like these massive fundraisers and she came in and absolutely loved the store and posted a really nice thing on Instagram. And, you know, so just, I don't know, I love being that. on top of all those things. Yeah. I love that. Well, and, and, you know, that is the nice part. You are near where a lot of the Patriots players live. Cause you're near where the New sure. Patriots play. Right. So, right. I mean, yeah. it's interesting because like what you're saying too, is like, okay, I showed up online, people are noticing and now people with audiences are noticing too. And that's not something you ever went out. I mean, that was never a conversation you and I had. It was like, let's go find some Patriot player wives or some coaches wives who, you know, yeah. have big followers. Like that's not like the intention, but it's very cool to see how you showing up has sort of delivered people being happy on the other side and saying like, Definitely. wow, like it's fun to watch you leave. Yeah. And, you know, and I, and it just, you know, for me kind of, you know, knowing that it's making people happy, like if they're housebound really with COVID, yeah. like if they're quarantined or, you know, so just lonely. Yeah you know, for me, that was like a a big motivator where it's like, you know what, if I was getting feedback that I was like brightening somebody's day or, you know, just taking somebody out of a funk that they're in, then sure, I'll do that. Like that gives me motivation. Yeah. You know, I love that. Yeah. You know, the, um, if it's, you know, with me, it's like, it has to be about more than just selling a t-shirt, you know, cause that doesn't feel real to me, I guess. Yep. Yeah, so, you know, making it, making it, you know, in my own mind, just knowing that it's actually helping somebody. Yeah, I love that. Well, and I think, you know, I think for you as being someone who didn't really like, it's not that you didn't like social media. I don't want to say that. I don't want it to be negative, but it just wasn't your thing. Like right. you, you, like you're not someone to like post a kid update or, you know, like no, you don't exactly. update your profile picture. You're just like, no. yeah, I have an account. Cause I have an account. I think you're giving a lot of people, you know, who might be in that situation too, some hope that like, it doesn't have to hurt so much. It yeah. can be kind of fun, even though it feel, cause at first it did feel a little tough for you, but has it gotten more natural over time? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, I think the consistency is important. So every Thursday at one o'clock, we do a live, uh, you know, for me, and also just being mentally prepared, it's, you know, it's not difficult for me at this point at all, especially when I I have the time, right? Because, you know, during the time of COVID, you definitely have more time. So that's what I do. That's how I spend my time. You know, I spend a lot of time um, working on the lives and I've spent a lot of time working on my website, which I can do from home in my bed. <laughs> yes, that's the best. That's you know, the best. Well, and like having the comfort of knowing like you own the building, you don't have a landlord. Like, of course you have to pay your bills. Like I don't want to bypass that, which is what you're doing. But like, do you feel like there is a bit of comfort in knowing that like you have help paying that mortgage payment from the renters and, Absolutely. you know, you own that building? 
Absolutely. So, um, you know, and I know that, you know, a lot of people are not going to be in that position to purchase a building, but I highly recommend it. You know, a small, like this is literally like my, my boutique is, I mean, I, I don't even know how many, I think it's like 1500 square feet. Yeah. It's probably about that. Yeah. yeah but you yeah. have like a basement and a back room. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your uh, boutique is really beautiful. Thank you. Well, I gutted it and I, I spent a lot of, you know, a lot of the, uh, yeah, it was, it's awesome. It's exactly what I wanted it to be. It has giant windows and it just, there's like tons of light and it's beautiful. It is beautiful. I don't mean to like downplay it. And I have a, and I have a tenant upstairs who is awesome. And you know, that's a thousand dollars a month that I'm getting from her. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I mean, I'm it very, I mean, I'm makes you feel like a little more secure too. I mean, not that, like you said, not like build, buying a building is for everyone, but I do feel like in certain senses, especially if you're in a place where you can afford it, even putting a smaller percentage down to buy it, you know, if that's a possibility so that you have that sort of leverage and that asset on the books, you know? Yep. Yeah. And you know, it's already going to be paid off, I think in seven years. So I can choose to continue on, or if I end up selling my business or moving on from my business, then I can always rent out the space. Yeah. You know, long-term, you know, it will be ideally the gift that keeps on giving yes yes totally totally no more payments and and I'm still getting an income yeah I love that so tell me what you feel like has really been your biggest learning obviously you've been doing this forever the past year has been like you said there's always ups and downs I do feel like the past year has been exceptionally yeah this is extreme yes different yes what do you feel like got you through or what are the some of the lessons you learned like what are you kind of leaving the rough part of coronavirus because I'm hoping we're getting to like the easier part of this year like what do you feel like you learned or you're you know you've you've shifted in the past year well I mean honestly it's all about what you have shown me to do, what you've taught me. <laughs> really? Oh, you know, thanks. You taught me how to put myself out there in terms of, you know, being on, on you know, online, basically yeah. putting myself online, which, you know, to me is, it goes against my grain. <laughs> um, yeah. But that's the biggest switch. I mean, that's a major sh- switch for me. Yeah. If you think about it, I feel like, you know, especially doing lives when I know that it's like, I could say anything at any time. <laughs> you never know, you know, a freaking senior moment, who knows? Oh my gosh. Uh, and I'm doing them with a friend of mine who's helped, who's been helping and she's been working um, with me, which is really fun. So, you know, and she's kind of like, you know, you never know what she's going to say. <laughs> oh my God. I love oh, that. I don't know. It's um, yeah, no, the dynamic of my business has completely shifted because, you know, people well, for three months, my doors were closed. Right. So, yeah. but I still brought in a significant amount of money through all of my social media and Facebook ads, which you also, you know, I was not doing anything at all with Facebook ads and that had that completely that brought in, a ton more money than I would have ever guessed. 
and that it was a huge game changer because I could have been like really, really underwater. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's great to hear all of this because I mean, thank you. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you for being my client. I mean, you're, it's so nice to have people who are close by to where I live, where I grew up and knowing that they're thriving. And listen, I think Leaf, one of the biggest things I've learned with you is that no matter how long you've been doing something, mm-hmm. the way you've been doing it, there is so much opportunity to do it differently. Like, Absolutely. you know, the, you have to be flexible. You, I mean, you have to be. Yeah. But, but listen, Leaf, there's a lot of people that haven't been, and they haven't been able to adapt and, yeah. you know, and they've had rough stuff happen. Right. I think like, you know, and I don't want to call you like an old dog because you're not old and you're not a dog, but you know, like you can teach an old dog, new tricks. Like you really, you've been doing this for so long and you learned against your will, I think, against, like you said, your nature, like you were just like, screw it. I got to learn this crap and I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to try to enjoy it. And the dividends it's paid has just been really, I mean, it's been really fun to watch you kind of open up and blossom. And instead of being like terrified of being online or just so resistant being like, okay, I can do it. And I'm just going to do it. I'm going to suck it up and I'm going to figure it out. And that must be that must be the Martha's Vineyard, like, let's figure it out in the snow attitude too, coming totally, through. Totally. Right, right. Well, like, you know, I also, I love my business. I love being in business, you know, and I want to have it succeed. You know, I also don't want to lose my business because of a stupid virus. You know what I mean? So I do what I need to do. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. I think the perseverance and the pivoting everything that you're talking about adapt you know yeah like you've done it and it's so it's such a good thing for other people to hear especially people who are in your situation who maybe don't want to pivot or aren't comfortable on social media no matter what age they are like no matter how long they've been doing this a lot of people aren't comfortable on social media and you've gotten to the point where you set up that tripod yeah and you just do it (laughs) yeah I did yeah exactly right And, you know, and I was just doing the, you know, like the one minute recorded videos for a long time. And then I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to start doing the lives. And if I'm going to do it, I just made the decision to hire this other woman. So it actually, you know, it makes it easier for me to go back and forth with somebody and kind of, you know, back and forth. That has made it hugely easier. I think we actually went 20 long minutes last week. (laughs) What? I know. That was a long one. So, um, and it was really good. And that's made a big difference. Uh, You know, another good thing that I've been trying to, you know, just trying to like bring some good from all this is um, we're going to be featuring um, a local charity once a month. So like a portion of the live proceeds goes toward a local charity. I love that. Yeah. And it's a great way to give back. And it's also like, if you can, if you can put it on your calendar and, and contact the charity that you're going to be donating to, then they can also contact all of their people, all of their donors and supporters and tell them that you're doing it. So you'll ultimately get a whole bunch more people watching. It's great. You get to help people and grow your business at the same time. Exactly. It's a win-win for sure. So incredible. Well, let's talk about where people can find you, Leaf. 
because now that you're online, other people yeah. who are listening can come and see what you've been up to. Sure. Um, well, the website is leafmansfield.com. L-E-A-F, like a leaf on a tree. That's my first name, Leaf. And my Facebook page, um, I believe it's just Leaf Boutique, Leaf Mansfield. And same with Instagram. I love it. I love it. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today. It's so. Thank you so much, Emily. You are just an angel sent from heaven. Oh my gosh. Honestly, (laughs) there's a reason why people come into other people's lives, you know, and, and uh, yeah, you really helped get me through this whole terrible year for hundred percent. Oh, I'm so glad you. you deserve to still be open. You deserve to still be thriving. So thank you. if I can be part of that, I it's, it's an honor for me as well. Oh, you're the best. Hey, did you hear my mastermind is now open? We are taking applications and I want to make sure that you know that this could be for you. So check one is, are you making at least $20,000 a month in sales, like revenue? Great. Do you have the longing and the desire to understand your numbers better and have a buying plan each month and a sales plan each month? Awesome. Do you want to start running some Facebook ads? Do you want help with that? And do you feel like that's going to start to really take some things off your plate? And are you looking to build a team and really have a solid company running? That is what I teach in my mastermind. We go for six months, you get one-on-one calls with me, you get a very small intimate group of other boutique owners who are at this level, and you really start to get your business together. You start to take it seriously. You start to really get yourself to the next level. This is for you if you wanna have more time with your kids, you want to retire your husband, maybe you don't want to do those things, but you want to have a solid company that you can count on every single month to be successful, to make you money and to pay yourself. That's what we do in the mastermind. Those are my goals. So if you're looking to join me, head on over to boutiquemastermind.com and fill out the application. We have more details there. It is an investment, so please don't apply unless you are ready to talk to me and sign up for this. This is the group I work the most with at this point in my business because I want to make more million dollar businesses in the boutique world. So if you're ready to apply, head on over to boutiquemastermind.com and I hope to talk to you soon. Bye.